Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Aaron Dragashin, who is a community member here in Flagstaff, a good friend, supporter of Kavada Flagstaff, and founder of Gift Card Zen. And uh, he's a great entrepreneur, always has great ideas. And today I'm going to be interviewing him on the topic of hiring employees for your Chabad house. Aaron, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlach on their Shluchim. Thank you so much for having me. So let's get right to it. Aaron, you've built up an impressive company with Gift Card Zen, and you yourself have, have had the f- fair share of having to hire new people. And you were also involved in helping myself hire an office administrator not too long ago. So I, I have no doubt that you that this is something which you're familiar with and you understand also how Chabados runs. I think you could relate in this case. Absolutely. I, I guess the first thing is, do you feel that, that every shliach has um, the room in their organization to hire, to, to hire someone else to help out? I think that hiring other people and working with other people, it's easy to underappreciate how valuable it can be and how much it can make you more efficient and how much it can let you do the things that are truly core to your shikhut. So uh, as in, uh, you might think that it's hard to find the money, which obviously, of course, it, it could be, but if you know one of the things that's part of your shikhut is to fundraise and you find yourself spending a lot of time sending thank you letters, somebody else could send thank you letters, someone else could prepare you to fundraise, Someone else could help run the office. Someone else could help to uh, you know, receive mail, send mail, pay bills, log in, see things, keep you informed of things, thus bring you up to do things that are either spiritually more important or practically for financial reasons more important. Like, you know, if, uh, if someone were to free you up three hours a day and you could spend that time engaging with the community more or looking for big donors more, then, you know, one big donor that maybe, let's say, donates $15,000, maybe that one single donor that you would not have reached if you didn't have the time, maybe that pays for that entire person. And you're spending more of your time on, on your spiritual mission, which is what it's all about. So some of the uh, basics, like putting up an ad on, on Craigslist. So the basis of, the basics of an ad, so backing up a step, I think big picture, what you want to do is create you don't want to post a job that sounds like all the other jobs. You don't want to post a job that sounds uh, practical. You don't want to post a job that's talking like, you know, types 330, you know, types 35 words a minute, knows Excel, understands Internet. Like, how boring is that? It's terribly boring, and nobody wants that job. You don't want a person to work for you that is simply taking a job because they need a job. You want a person to work for you because they're passionate, ideally, about what you're passionate about and, and, and being part of Chabad, but that might be hard to find. Um, but ideally, they're at least passionate about working with you or you create a, an amazing work environment for them, and then you're, you're using that amazing working environment, environment to attract a great person. So even if the job itself, you know, a secretarial job here or there is probably the same, but in, in one office, it's, you know, it's all about, like, just type these up and, and you know, it's, it's, it's not a lot of room for being really engaged in your work. And the other job, the person feels heard, the, per, the person feels respected, the person feels like you care about them. Um, and and you, you ideally want to start backing up into what makes a great job, and then we'll go back into how you post that job. So, Aaron, can you give an example of some wording that you would put in a Craigslist ad 
that would take it from boring to exciting. Uh, I wouldn't list all of the you know types this kind of stuff, and I would list things like um, you know empowered work environments where you're heard and you want to speak in normal English, normal sentences, um, not just point form. You want to talk about how you know you're serving in the community. Maybe you want to say that it's the Jewish community. Maybe you don't want to say that yet. Depends on where you are and what you want to do. But you could say, you know, we're a nonprofit. We're serving a community. Um, we help this many people, or whatever. You want, you, want to, you want to share a little bit about the fact that it's not just a normal job, right? That you could get anywhere. But this is like you're you're helping. You're helping people. Chabad helps people. So join us. We're doing this thing. We're we're helping people. We reach over this many people. We've helped this many people to do this. Aaron, when it came to, to us, you also suggested the idea of putting in the growth of the organization. Come work for an organization that's growing by this amount every year, 20% every year or 10% every year. 100%, yeah. So even though you're not talking about the specifics of the job, the person gets a sense like there's some energy here, there's some life here, there's, there's stuff going on and there's opportunities for growth. So even if someone is taking a job that is kind of, you know, it's entry level, you're just you're typing things, you're sending things. The truth is what you're actually looking for is somebody to, to hand as much as possible to, right? So you want to you say we're growing, there's lots of opportunities for growth, there's lots of opportunities for, for increased responsibility, and then you would want to also talk about how you, you have an empowered work environment where people are in charge of themselves and, you know, they, ideally if you can make it that they set their own hours, they, you should say that. Like whatever you can sort of give away, you want to give away. You know, you can set your own hours, stuff. If you need to have time off, you can take time off. You know, you're... you're, you're a part of the organization and, and you're, you're heard and respected, your opinion is valued and there's opportunities for leadership. So you're kind of, you're not sounding like, you know, uh, how fast do you type. Moving on to the, to the next step, once you, you know, you get a bunch of resumes back and is, is there something that you're looking for when it comes to the resume itself? Sure. One more thing to do with posting a job is you want to, you want to post it everywhere as far as possible and you want to get as many people as possible. But what you want to include in that is a challenge. You don't want to say, hey, interested in a job? Send me an email. Just flood me with as many emails as possible. You want to have people qualify themselves. So you want that person to send you an email describing, you know, send a cover letter and a resume. So the cover letter should be something that should be well written. It should be about your job. Maybe they've checked out the website. They have something to say about it. And then you also want to have a challenge, you know. So something, I do, perhaps it's something specific to your website. You could say, here's our website. Right? Um, three simple questions, you know, to get to the next level in the job interview, right? Uh, what what uh, community program did we run in October? How many children were part of the preschool last year? Whatever your challenge is, it could just be like something, they've gone to a website, they've engaged, they've done something, because that is going to weed out 80 plus percent of the applicants, which is perfect because they weren't engaged, they're just looking for yet another place and the resume without being engaged. So you want to include a challenge. And then, so now as you we move on to receiving those resumes and how do you grade them, I think a lot of what I'm looking for when I'm hiring is, is cultural fit. Um, do they speak like I would want them to speak on behalf of the organization? For example, do they, do they write well? Do they write terribly? How's their grammar? How's their punctuation? Because they're going to be representing you. So uh, that's a big part of what I look for. Okay, so now moving on to the interview itself. Do you try setting up all those interviews in one day? If you can set everything up in one day, that's ideal. It's often impractical because you have a lot you have to do, and how do you set aside an entire day? But if you could set aside an entire day, it at least helps you kind of keep everybody fresh.
in your mind when you're writing down notes and, and uh, what you thought about each person, each person. And what about the interview itself? How long is, a, is an interview usually? I think there's really a couple of factors that, that go into an interview. The most basic, and, and obviously this is just sort of how we're built as people, and you can, you can try to overcome it, but it can be hard, and that's just, do you like this person? And it's, and it's not to be underestimated. Obviously, it's very important that you understand. You know, I mean, you're, you're going to have a gut reaction. You're going to like the person. You're not going to like the person. If you don't like the person, you cannot hire them. As long as you like the person, you know, so you're, you're, you're qualifying candidates now from among the people that you like. And in the interview, you're simply checking rapport. You know, are they leaning in? Are they engaged? Are they leaning back? Are their arms crossed? Are they disengaged? Are they defensive? Um, you want to ask open-ended questions. So you would ask if you're looking at somebody's resume and you saw they went to school, they went to um, they went to Northern Arizona University. You know, you wouldn't ask. Um, I see here that you went to Northern Arizona University. Uh, did you graduate in 1995? And the answer to that is yes. You would ask something much more open-ended, like, "What was your favorite part of going to Northern Arizona University? What did you hate about going to there?" You want to ask questions that are and invoke passion. So you can see if the person sort of has some passion, and, and, and there will be some people that really don't. You know, um, they just don't have much to say. If you ask them if they like something, well, they just don't have an answer. If you ask them if they hate something, if you want to try to try to mix things up, don't hold back. Obviously, you don't want to ask something sensitive. Um, there's also legal things you cannot ask. Uh, but you're going to ask, you know, questions. What do you, what do you like? What do you like to do uh, on the weekend? If you're, you know, you have to pick one person of the history to have dinner with, who would that be, why, you know, and, and feel free to just pursue a question. You're just chatting with them. You're, you're seeing who they are as a person. And then, and then separately from that, you want to, a second part of the interview process is you're, you know, so now you've, you've eliminated the people that you don't really like talking to or you wouldn't enjoy working with, and then you have to do some testing for how they're doing the job. So this, by this stage, down to maybe one, two, three people, probably less than five. And what you want to do here is you want to actively work with them in a way that represents what the job actually is. So you might actually give someone a task of, okay, I need you to send out these newsletters. You can find the information here, and then you're going to kind of do a mail, mail merge, and you're going to put their name in here, and you're going to check that it's right, and you're going to print it out and put it in an envelope and put a stamp on it and, and then put it over here on my desk. Whatever, ideally, they're actually starting to do the job. And you've made it clear to them that it's just a test. You're not giving them the job. Just, just come on, come on into the office and try this out. You need to pay them for their time. It's not a volunteer thing. Pay them for their time. They're going to come in the office and, and, and try out the job. Um, and you're going to, we want to see how fast do they work, how well do they work, how sloppy are they. And this is and how, do, and how do you tell to them? Meaning, what words are you saying to them when you're inviting them to that? Yeah, um, I would say. You know, so the, ne the next part of the process is to sort of see how we work together. So there's some time next week, either during the day or maybe in the evening, if you can't fit in, in your other job, you know, when, when you could come by and work with me. Right, so meaning for a couple like hours, you know, and I'll If it's a fist for both of us, I mean, it's not just testing them. Yeah, I, I like to use the words, you know, and, and we're seeing, you know, do you like working with me and do I like working with you? So you're, you're making it clear it's a two-way arrangement. You're not just judging them. They're seeing if they like you too. So yeah, so when you when you're when you're evaluating whether or not you like working with this person, and if it doesn't feel clear enough, you can kind of think, look, if I ran into them at the grocery store, would I go up and say hi? Would I be excited to 
see them outside of work and ask them how their weekend was and how are their kids. Or would I kind of like go down a different aisle and hope I didn't run into them? So that's the one way to kind of do a gut check on uh, on what you really think. You think that ultimately you have to be comfortable with this person. There has to be a fit. You have to connect with them. Um, they're they're going to be working in your office every day. You're going to be working together. There's going to be challenges. You you want it to feel right. Yeah, you should feel a connection with them. You should feel a rapport. You 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 like them and they like you. I think that's something very important for for Shluchim to hear. Is also about the work environment itself that we're creating in our Chabad houses because we have the the, the events that we're doing. And then we have the office. You know all the the stuff that's going on in the background and and sometimes we create. And an atmosphere in our programs, but in our offices itself, you know, the back end, there really isn't a culture, there isn't really a a feeling. So, what what, what could you suggest to Shluchim in in creating a great office environment? So, I think it's really easy for anybody to just sort of wish that somebody would just you know come do their job and, and uh, it's just obvious to do these things. And why would you have to care about whether or not you like your job? Is this you know, it's very mechanical. And when you're hiring people, you really need that sort of a, a, a transactional relationship. I'm giving you money, you're doing this thing. And it, there's, a, there's a shallowness to it, and it's, um, it's unfortunate, but it also misses out on a lot of um, what, what you want is you want people to feel really engaged. You want them to bring their whole heart to work because when you do that, you get all kinds of, you know, they're happier. And you, get, you gain all kinds of benefits in your in your in your Chabad house as well, because that's the kind of person, that's the kind of situation where that person is going to, if necessary, come in on a Sunday and do a little bit extra if needed, or that person is going to double-check to make sure everything really did work. If, if a person feels disrespected or like you don't really care about them, if, if they spot a problem, they may not even raise it. They don't even care. You don't care about them. Why should they care about you? So you have to let people know that you care about them. And um, in the work environment, that's that's really... You know, there's a lot of times that, that it would be easy not to say that, but it's important to tell people, like, I'm, I'm really glad you're here. You know, thanks for taking the job. I couldn't do this without you. Like, just saying those things. You know, that's important stuff for people to know and people to hear, and it's all, it's all real and true, and you should, you should, you should mean it. And you, 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 you gain so much. I mean, even, even a lot of the things are they're easy to miss, because if, if you're thinking sort of in a transactional way, well, what about turnover, Right. If you if somebody's just coming to just handling uh, the envelopes, they don't really feel cared about. They're going to leave because somebody else will care about them, or somebody else will pay them more money. If someone else pays them more money and you're in a transactional sort of scenario with them, well, they'll leave because there's nothing other than money. You're just trading money for time. So, um, and turnover itself has a, has an enormous cost. If you go through a hiring process and you're hiring somebody and then you have to hire somebody else eight months later because they weren't happy they left, you know it's a tremendous pain to hire a great person. So you want to put a lot of effort into hiring and then a lot of effort into keeping somebody, keeping them happy, letting them know that, that you care about them and, uh, and, and, and acting on that. So you would say, you know what? I notice you stand a lot at this counter. Do you want a chair over here? We'll get you a chair. You know, how, how is your computer? You know, uh, how, like anything, anything that, uh, you know, is, is helping them to have a better work environment. You know, if you notice the sunlight is, bothering them, anything. Like just, and this is just basic stuff about how you'd want to be with another person. But, um, but it's really important at work. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing with Shluchim your approach to hiring and treating our employees. We really appreciate your time.
Thank you so much for having me, and I hope that all the Shluchim that hear this uh, have great Hatzlacha with this Shluchim. I just want to add that uh, Aaron was the inspiration behind this uh, weekly podcast, the Shluchim, and I want to give a big thank you to Aaron. Oh, it's uh, it's amazing to see what uh, what's happening with it, where, where you've taken it. This is Dovi Shapiro. I would like to encourage my fellow Shluchim to continue sending in ideas for new podcasts. And if you're enjoying the podcast, pass it on to another shliach and let them know about it. Make it a great week.